Let's clap our hands for Jesus.
Let's pray. Father, we pray and ask that you speak to us this final session before we part ways to gather again tomorrow morning. Let your angels minister the grace to have insight and revelation and understanding. We thank you for the awesome privilege to have our ears blessed to hear what we are hearing and our eyes blessed to see what we are seeing. We thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. I want to continue from where I left off. Um, I was sharing on how to become a good shepherd. A good shepherd. If you can become a good shepherd, you will naturally metamorphose into a great shepherd. And when you become a great shepherd, it will not be too difficult to become a chief shepherd with under shepherds working under you. Now, that must be your vision. Ultimately, you must become a chief shepherd. There should be people in the body of Christ you can point to as carriers of the grace that is upon you. If you are a singer and you die with your songs in your abomasum, it means you did ministry as a good not as a human being the human beings God entrusts the ministry to are those who fulfill 2 Timothy 2.2 2, that what they receive they pass it on to others who are faithful enough to, to pass it on to others also you cannot you are not too important to die with the call of God in your loins. Whatever grace God has given you, it's your responsibility to ensure that others, others. That is why your eyes must be on being a chief shepherd. 
that if you, God has blessed Lighthouse, that is why we are having this conference. We are having this conference not because we don't have anything to do. It's like when we came from Christmas, we couldn't find work. So we said, you know, some of the call pastors and let's find work for ourselves. No. On the contrary, there is a lot of work waiting, queued up. But God has ordained it such that when you have something, even the lepers, the lepers, the four lepers, suffering from leprosy, which could have eventually ended up in their brain, they even said to themselves that we are not doing well. How can we sit here Drink champagne, chew meat. God, how much gold can you gather when there are many in the, in the city who need to hear? That's why you are here. Uh, uh, Pastor Daniel, please come. Come and share with us. You know, some two years ago, I had a crusade, a greater life gospel crusade, quite a big one at Ashie. And I remember I had a, a small, you know, pastor's conference here. A few pastors. A few pastors. And you attended that conference. Tell us what happened. Uh, I, was, I started a church in a drinking bar. And uh, sometimes when we are having service, people will be smoking under. And the best number we could gather was 15. And if 15 people came to church, it means we are very, very happy. And sometimes 50. We'll be 15. 15. One, one five. five. Yes. We'll be looking through the window hoping that somebody will come to church. So when we came to the conference, I was sitting here with my wife. And then Bishop kept preaching about church planting, church building, and the fact that the reason you're, he said, he used the word myopic, the fact that you can't see far because the little you have, you have not gone to somebody's farm to see a bigger one. So he would keep preaching, coming toward that side, be looking at my face. So, in fact, one thing that dropped on me was when he started talking about church building, and that he went on and said that, he will never visit a church who doesn't have his own ch church building. So we should go and buy a land and start building a church. And then he said, look for a land that nobody likes and buy it. Then he gave us the book, The Mega Church. So when I went, my church is uh, the main branch is at, uh, we didn't have a branch, other branches. Uh, the only one at Pantan Village. And Reverend Evans was the one who brought me the letter to come to that conference. And when we went back, we had only 9,000 CDs in our church account. So I told my wife, we are going to buy a land. When we went to ask for the land, it was uh, 15,000 CDs. And I said, we'll buy two plots. So the God Bishop said, you should have a big dream. Jesus pastored 1,000 church. So if you are pastoring three church, members, 15, 20 members, you are not a pastor. And you must get a good land. So for the land we got was a waterlogged place. And many people didn't like it. So they sold it to us. Meanwhile, the good land ones have been sold around 20,000. So we bought it. We had a car. And I remember him saying, sometimes you have to work and rather help the church with your finances. So we sold our car. And then we, 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 paid, we made a part payment. And I remember him saying, start a foundation, just build a church like a, an ark. 
So I took a picture of the lighthouse churches on the YouTube, and I showed it to my, we are building like a, an ark. So we took the mason to the site. We were the architects. And then it to, I told him, we want it from this distance to this distance, and from that distance to that distance. We did the foundation. Then I remember him saying, you can, it's better to be under a shed than to rent a place with air condition and be paying money. So a church of about 20 people in a drinking bar, we moved the church with a shed on the foundation, bare gravels, no light. So we started using lantern. And we used lantern to the glory of God by last year, August, before Give Thyself Holy Conference, we built a 400-seater church and roofed and currently plastering it and we are hoping to finish it. And Bishop, since you said you will never visit a church that doesn't have a building, I will come. I'm using this platform and these witnesses that when we finish, you will visit our church. Thank you. Clap your hands for Reverend Daniel. <laughs> he has made use of his opportunity. Okay, I'll come, I'll come. Hallelujah. May there be people who will attribute their blessing to an input you made in their ministry. That is why your vision to be a chief shepherd is not a vision that is born out of self-enhancement. It's normal. Paul encourages us to aim for the mastery. Nobody goes to primary school and his vision is to finish class two. There should be people under you. So, so I am, I am I'm talking about how you can be a good shepherd because that is the reasonable foundation on which your ministry will be built. And I said this morning that for anything to be good, the underlying principle, the underlying principle is that things must work together. Romans 8.28 Nothing becomes good when you have only one thing. At this conference, I'm sure those of you who have gone around have seen that for us to have a conference like this, many things are working together. There are people in rooms working. You have no idea what is going on. You cannot do one thing and expect a good outcome. So Paul said that for something to be good, things must work together. And thankfully, Bishop has given us 35 things that must work together. For your ministry to be good. For you to be a good shepherd. Anybody with two people, three, seven, fifteen under your care. No matter your title. Two thousand, four thousand. No matter your title, you are a shepherd. And it's very, very important to learn how to be good at what you are doing. Remember... That the words we are hoping to hear on that day is good and faithful. 
So you need to be good at being a shepherd. A shepherd of God's flock is a servant of God. And you must aim and yearn to hear the words, well done, good, and faithful servants. Now, that word good is not a simple word. It is very complex. Very complex. Many, many things are working together. And in your ministry, one of the anointings you are catching here is the anointing to do many things together at the same time in your ministry. Yes. If you see anything large and powerful going somewhere, many things are working together. Many things are working together. You should go to the offices and see teams, different people working. Some are even outside here. <laughs> yes. So, so don't, don't minimize ministry to just preaching. Don't minimize ministry to a good choir. Many things must work together. Yes. That is how, when you see a car, you see that the car has got thousands, tens of thousands of little things working together. Yes. Fantastically. That's how you can go to Kumasi with a car from Accra. Yes. Because, you see, for your ministry to travel far, for you to be a good shepherd who can cover distances and mileage, a good shepherd with mileage, you must have many things working together. Yes, otherwise your ministry will be a wheelbarrow ministry. Wheelbarrow cannot go from Accra to Kumasi. No engine, you can, you, you can, you see, it will, it will last with your energy. And the longevity of the tie, that one tie. Many of us have ministries which cannot go far. Because, what's a wheelbarrow? A tie, a handle, and a bowl. Three things. Versus a car. A Range Rover. Imagine the things in it. It goes farther and faster than the wheelbarrow. May God deliver you from a scooter wheelbarrow ministry. So, every one of the 35 points is relevant to your ministry. You cannot dissociate yourself from one of them. So, this one is not for this one, it's for the boys or the girls. So, I'm, I'm, I'm continuing from where I left off. Number eight, the eighth thing that makes you a good shepherd is when you enter the sheepfold through the right door. It is significant. It contributes to your shepherdorial credentials. Entering through the right door, through the right door, through the right door. Pastor, you may be inside the sheepfold, but you use the wrong door or you jammed a window. Many people do not enter the ministry through the right door. If you've broken somebody's church to start your church, that church is a church. It's a sheepfold. But you enter through the right door, uh, through the wrong door, and you have a bad foundation to start with. I'm sure you know. 
that the foundation of a house determines what can happen to the house. That's why Bishop Editor told us that the beginning of Lighthouse Chapel International wasn't so good. And Bishop took a decision to reverse it. To reverse it because how, how your foundation is, the type of foundation will determine whether you can build a skyscraper or a bungalow. And he, he wanted to have a foundation that had the skyscraper foundation. So he reversed. Yes, he had bought uh, concrete. He had bought stones. He had bought, uh, what do you call it, cement, iron rods. He had cast the concrete. But he realized that this concrete cannot support what I believe God wants to do with my life. So he used a hammer and broke it. He went back and said, I am handing over the chest to you. That's why some of us must go back because you are sitting on grass. Not concrete. You have entered the ministry. You have gone to somebody's church to steal his singer. It's a wrong foundation. You have, so, so on Sunday, we see you in the church. You are preaching. It's a nice church. But the keyboard is, is somebody's stolen property. This keyboard is sitting here behind the keyboard. Stand up, Michael. Let them see you. You don't have any idea. The investments I have made in him. You have not, if I give you 10 days, you cannot imagine it. So when you come with false prophecies and steal him from me, yes, say that his, 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 because he's a very, 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 very good keyboardist. Very good. Super good. Say, your ministry, I, I, I see something in the atmosphere. I see a rope, a rope. Go and tie your neck. <laughs> Foolish man. A rope. A rope you are using to tie his ministry to your ministry. So you succeed in getting him. Because maybe you got him at the time when he was broke. And he also didn't have sense. He had not read those who forget. So suddenly I come to church on Sunday. I don't have a keyboardist. And we are clapping our hands. The church which was at the top has become an abunsim church. And you have got my member in your church singing for you, play, playing in your church. You have entered the sheepfold through the window. It's your own church. You rented the building, but you have entered it through a window. You are, you are not, you, you see, your access was faulty. And you will pay dearly for it. You will never rise beyond one floor. You will go and come down. And if you attempt to build three floors, you will build it and it will collapse and kill everybody. Make sure, pastors, make sure that you have entered the ministry well. You've not broken your senior pastor's heart. You've not broken somebody's church. You've not stolen somebody's member. Be very careful. I cannot belabor the point. Number nine. 
the next point. How do how do you? Become, so that is important. So if you are here and you are you are you are already pastoring stolen sheep. I mean, so I'm saying that you are here and you are already a thief, reverend thief, or say menu. Better, better correct it like Bishop Dad corrected it, and otherwise you can never hear well done. Good. That word good will never be applied to you. The next is that, how do you become a good shepherd? You become a good shepherd by having the porter open to you. You see it in John 10, 2 and verse 3. Look at it. Verse 2. He that entered in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Verse 3. To him, the porter opened Note the word porter. And the sheep hear his voice. And he called his own sheep by name and leaded them out. In this verse 3, you see two people. One of them is the one who has the he and him and his. Him, he, his. They are all describing one person called the shepherd. Then there is also somebody called the porter. Now, for you to be a good shepherd, you must have a porter. Now, who is a porter? In those days, when a shepherd had sheep in the sheepfold, in a pen, the owner of the sheep, I mean, he owns 1,000 sheep, 100 sheep, 500. There was somebody who he employed as the porter who stood at the door. He wasn't the shepherd. I'm showing you, if you want to be good at the work you are doing, this person stood at the door and whenever he saw the shepherd coming, he, the porter, would open the door and the shepherd would enter in and go and care for his sheep. The shepherd was not supposed to be the one opening the door himself. Every shepherd ought to have had a porter. A porter who was in charge of a section of the sheep and he did not own the sheep. He did not own the sheep. All he did was to open the door. And you see, many pastors have not caught the porter revelation. So in your church, you are the pastor, you are the porter, you are the, you are the butcher, you are the everything. A pastor who will be a good shepherd must have people helping you. Helping you. You can call them shepherds, you can call them whatever deacons or whatever, but there should be people within you, see, under you, should be people who open the door. I am a porter. As I'm talking to you, I am the porter to the sheep of Bishop Dagwood Mills in Adenta. So when he comes, I open the door and I say, Bishop, these are your sheep. The sheep are not my sheep. I don't remember the last time Bishop Doug came here. Some years back, or it can be 10 years or one month or seven years. It doesn't matter. Once I am here, he can sleep in his bedroom. 
that he's got a porter. That any time he wants to come here, he, 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 he can trust that I will open the door for him to enter. Some of you don't have anybody and those you have, you must send a message, an email, have meetings before they allow you access to your own sheep. In fact, they have convinced you to believe that those sheep in that branch don't even belong to you. To him, the porter. The choir is that the choir leader can have porters in the choir. People who take care of 10 people, people who take care of seven people, they open the door for him. Because one man cannot do anything substantial, even if he's Jesus Christ. Even if he's Jesus Christ. So your wisdom is to have, if you want to be good, you cannot be good alone. Good is a sum of many things, including potters. So your work as a good if you want to be a good shepherd, it's not just to be preaching and teaching and shouting, but it, it should also involve raising people in the church. Yes, that is why this book, many are called. You can never advance in the ministry without this book because this book will teach you that the members in your church also have a call on them. Actually, sometimes even, even the porter may even do more work on the sheep than the shepherd who comes for them to, to graze them. He will check this, check this. I mean, the shepherd and the porter, they work together. And the porter, or many of us here who don't have helpers in our churches, don't understand that many are called. To some of you, you are the only person God has called. And if your wife is of good behavior, she is also called. But the members sitting in your church are also called. I was a student, a student in the church. A student. But Bishop Doug saw that I could be a porter. He said, student, go. I've got a church in Matayeho. Go and stand by the door. And take care of the sheep. Anytime I'm coming, open the door for me. A student. The students in your church can serve. I said the students in your church can serve. But the grace of God, I don't know of any, any profession. Soldier, recently I, I, I came to church one evening and I saw a policeman, an inspector. Come in, walk in his uniform. Oh, uh, inspector. Why are you going? Oh, I've got ministry meeting. Inspector. Ministry meeting. He's a shepherd. He's going to be a branch pastor very soon. Every profession, you can have an equivalent in the ministry in the church. Understand it, pastor. You are not the only called one. And maybe you don't even understand how a person is called. Because you had the vision. You thought everybody must have a vision. This book will teach you how people were called in the Bible. Including people who never saw God. But have become the standard of the priesthood. When we mention priesthood, priests, Levitical priesthood, Aaron is the standard. 
The honor of the priesthood is compared to the honor that was on Aaron. A man who never saw God. All he saw was Moses. The call of Aaron was, was what Moses he said, follow me. God told him what to tell Aaron. Your members don't need to have visions to become pastors. When you, anybody I have asked to do any work in this church is called by God. Once I pick you, you are called. Once I pick you, you are called. Because a good shepherd must have porters. Imagine the people who have put together this conference. Can you imagine the same person doing this, doing video, audio, doing this, going here, doing I'm here, I'm here. And when I come, I feel like I'm tired. Let's walk and be sure go to preach. Say yes. Turn your Bible to John chapter 10. No, no. I come cool and relaxed. Because I got porters, baby. May God give you porters. May you have the eyes to see porters. May you have people who open the door. Never attempt. Jesus Christ did not do even one miracle. As soon as the Holy Ghost fell on him in Jordan, the next major thing was to find porters. And you are preaching by heart. Any pastor, if you have to lock the church's door, you are not a good pastor. The, 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 the church's keys are in your hands. We are one man thousand. How to be a good shepherd? Next one. You become a good shepherd by providing spiritual insights for the sheep. Spiritual insight. That is, you are a spiritual leader. And the shepherd must be a step ahead. I am a step ahead of my sheep. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That is why a shepherd must read books. Soaking messages. Study the word of God. Learn how to preach. That's why a shepherd must be anointed. You cannot be a step ahead of your flock by just using your university degree. You need the anointing. Yes. John 10 verse 6. This parable spake Jesus unto them. But they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them. He is talking because the people were far. And the shepherd is the one who has the responsibility now of breaking things down. Let me tell you, when people leave your church, pastor, and join another church, don't, don't see yourself as a bad pastor. Maybe all you did was that you didn't teach them because a lot of our members don't understand anything. All they know how to do is to shout. You'll be surprised that half of the people shouting in this room haven't had their quiet time today. So if your ministry is based on shoutings, 
then you are actually leading a band of ignoramuses. You are heading ignorant men. Ignorant men. That's why a pastor must be knowledgeable. Listen, please. A pastor studying, a pastor reading is not. Is, 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 you say, oh, why are you too known? Why are you know? Uh, 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 professor. Book long, book long. Now, what they call university? Ministry, book long. Ministry, book long. Make us say, Kunkum Badana Mecca. May say, Kunkum Badana Mecca. Am I not preaching the word of God to you? How do you think I came by the word I'm preaching? Study. A pastor must study. That is why in the ministry, it is pastoral more practice. You see, the ministry, one of the problems with the call of God is that, and of course, it must happen that way because really the world doesn't respect us. But ideally, you see, engineers, doctors, there are doctors in prison now who didn't rape a girl who did not, who did not steal money. But in the, in, in the process of working, they didn't do some things well. Maybe he didn't give an injection, or somebody died, or somebody did somebody's arm. I mean, you go to a uh, um, theater, you are going to amputate your right leg, and the surgeon removes the le- left leg. And then he remains that, oh, it was the right. <laughs> That's happened. That's happened. That's why when you are going to the hospital, you must pray. Yeah. There was a doctor in Kolebu who was giving oxygen to the veins, intravenous oxygen. So, so, so I'm, I'm saying that doctors are, are in jail. Yeah, if you go to uh, in Sawam, you find doctors there who haven't stolen money. But uh, uh, see, along the practice of their work, they didn't do some things right. There are lawyers in jail, engineers upon whom buildings have collapsed are in jail. It is time for pastors to also be jailed. A pastor who doesn't visit must be jailed. It's called pastoral malpractice. A pa- negligence. A pastor who doesn't preach well must be jailed. You are the same as a, as a doctor who doesn't give the right medicine. When you are preaching and you are using wrong scriptures, it's like giving paracetamol to somebody who needs aminophilin. Unfortunately, our ministry, you can do anything and get away with it. Preach any message unless it it infringes on the laws of the land. But Pastor, I'm sorry. That's why many of you don't read anything. And that is why there are some of us here who are pastors who spiritually, your pastoral credentials were removed two years ago. And has been removed by God. You see, do you know that when there was a time when Saul was king, that he wasn't the king. The anointing of the king of Israel was on David. But he was still sitting there, talking by heart. But the real king of Israel was David. Some of you pastors... <laughs> You may really not be the pastor of the church just because you don't read. Just because you don't read. 
Hosea chapter 4 verse 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. B, because you have rejected the Macarius, I have also rejected you from being priests unto me. You reject this, God rejects you. You reject knowledge, he rejects you. You don't read, you are not a pastor. You can buy chain, you can buy cross, you can buy collar. Collar is a ring. You can buy rings and wear like you, as if you were a rapper. But the mantle of ministry fell off your shoulders ages, eons ago. Yes. And Asher, who is ushering people into the church, is the head pastor of the church in the spirit. And I will would tight to your head pastor. More practice. More feasance. Lead by giving insights. Your, listen, please sit down. I'm saying it all. Look, listen. Your members, they don't know anything. They don't know anything. So if you don't give them insights, and to have insights, Peter said, such as I have, give I thee. Many years ago, when I was in school, secondary school, or university, I had those days computers. And I didn't know, but one of the things I knew, the first thing I knew about computers was Gigo. Garbage in, garbage out. Kunkum baja in, kunkum baja out. What you are putting into your soul, your heart, is what, when you open your mouth, you may be reading John 3.16. You may be reading Luke 4.36. But really, spiritually, it is kunkumbaja you are actually ministering today. It has filled your heart. Rise up and give your members insight. Let your members understand issues. But the grace of God, my pastor has taught me. There's nothing in anybody's church that attracts me. I will admire, I will say, the grace is beautiful, but I mean, it, it has no centrifugal effect on me. To pull me away from the center, none. Lift your hand and say, I'll be a good shepherd. The next, quickly. Become a good shepherd by making your sheep know your voice. A shepherd, your sheep must know your voice. If you are a shepherd, your members must know your voice. That is, you must be constantly preaching to them. Constantly. John 10 verse 3. And the sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep. Verse 3, John 10, verse 3. To him, the porter openeth, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them. It says, and the sheep hear his voice. Listen, pastors, there are some churches, uh, it's almost like, I don't know whether the head pastor once worked in electoral commission, but it's some democratic way of preaching, where it's like, if the head pastor preaches today, 
next week, the assistant must preach. Yes. Roaster. It must be fair to all. So you preach, and then the assistant also preaches. Then the other assistant also preaches. Then during the week also, there's somebody, a, a, a woman from the ladies' ministry, women's fellowship, she also comes to preach. Yes, so you, like gender balance. Listen, if you are a pastor, listen, if you are the pastor of the church, you cannot hand over your microphone to anybody. Your sheep must hear your voice constantly. There is something about the shepherd's voice that is different from any other voice. Recently, one of my members, a lady, married. She said, something happened in the house. Bishop, and you know me, I was about to do something. I was about to say something to my husband. As soon as I arranged myself to speak, I heard your voice. And I cooled down. Because you will hear my voice. You will hear my voice. If you are in my church, on Sunday, I preached in this room four times. Four. One, two, three, four. Tuesday service. I am preaching. If I'm in town, I'm preaching. I don't remember the last time I sat down. Even when we are having Women's Week, I preach. <laughs> Mother's Day, I am preaching to mothers. Bishop Eddie says, Mother's Day, he preaches. He preaches. He is a, a mother. It is his breast. It's the spiritual breast that children are drinking. It's not about whether you have got hips or buttocks. My breast is what is feeding the members. If I am in this church, I, I tell my pastors, let, let them see you. Yeah. So the pastors, one service, two service, three service, four service. I tell them that, well, the other option is that they can also pray. That I will constantly go on crusades. Because if I am in town for two years, they will never preach in church when I'm here. I've, I've told them. So, so I've told them that if you want to preach, go and find your own preaching appointment. Arrange a meeting somewhere on Thursday or on Sunday in some corner in the evening and also pour oil and scream. With my approval, yeah, with my approval. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. No, 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 side meeting or side whatever. No. Many times, many times, if I'm here, if there are 10 services here, you will never get even one. <laughs> never. Why? Because the sheep, they know the shepherd's voice. It's the shepherd's voice they know. And they must know. So, there are many of us pastors. Our members are being pastored by somebody else. It's just out of sympathy that they come to your church on Sunday. But you are not their shepherd. Because you, you, you have turned the church into like some, some uh, democratic gender balance. Your woman, your wife, has to, your wife has to preach. 
wife is a pastor, or and actually, I am my wife's convert. It is my wife who witnessed to me for me to be born again. Convert and possess. Now, now listen. I am, I am a Christian born again today because of my wife. She followed me up. There are, there are some scriptures I know. I learned them from her. When I got born again and I went to the church, uh, it was at an all night. Then I went for a weekday service on Sunday. In that service, 32 years ago, she was prophesying in the church. Yes, she was prophesying. But when I am the pastor of the church, even though I am her convert, she will never get even one microphone to preach in the church. Church at five o'clock. I drove my car gently here and crawled to come to sit here. The members came, met me. Oh, Bishop, I never stood up. As I was, I was waiting to arrange myself. When the choir finishes, they take the offering. I have a way of standing. I see. I move like that. <laughs> I managed and just went, tried and stood up back pain, paralyzed. But I had energy to stand up because you can never get them unless you pray that I get... Look, if I get paralyzed in the hands, I'll get a Thai microphone and put it here. <laughs> Thai. <laughs> Mebo Thai microphone. <laughs> you are the shepherd. Go back to your church and let your members hear your voice. Sit down. You're having a conference. Become a good shepherd by calling your sheep, your own sheep, by name. One of the most fantastic skills, I don't even know what word to use, abilities or skills that, I mean, it, it still, up to now, amazes me, is how Bishop Doug, my pastor, is able to remember people's names. Oh, you hear him say all the time that I will ask your name ten times. Don't be angry. Say, but me to have asked people's names ten times, I still cannot remember. He has, he has a fantastic ability to remember names. Because when the sheep become your sheep, one of your responsibilities is to know them by their names. Yes. You say, hey, hey, yes. Ministry is not for idiots. (laughs) 
ministry is not for people with oxygen in their head. It's for people who understand what it takes. It is work. One of your responsibilities, one of the works you must do is to learn names. Don't call people, hey, 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 Francis, Francis, go and call the woman with the issue of blood, the one who had the issue of blood, call her for me. You don't call somebody with the issue of blood. I don't know where she is. Yes, you, you, you won't even know. How will you know where she is? You don't call people by the names of their problems. If he's called Joseph, he expects to be called Joseph. Mention the name. Don't say, hey, hey, what's that for? Ojam. Hey, no, hey, no. Opana. Opponent. Your church member is your opponent. Are you a boxer? And the more international your ministry gets, let's be forget about uh, uh, international. If you are a fancy like me, and your members are ga members, you must know how to mention na mo ko, akoko. Yeah. If you've got away members, langwe. If you've got away members. You must know how to mention them. Learn it. How it is pronounced. Because nobody wants his name or her name to be meddled with. If the name is Egblewogbe, you must learn Egblewogbe. 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 Vovito. Vovito. Yes. If it is Avanyo, don't say Avanyo, Avanyo, Avanyo. You must eat okra so that your mouth becomes slippery to mention because your member's name is his name. If that is if, if you are not their shepherd, you can spoil their name and go away. But if the person's name is Juliet, she's Juliet. Hey, 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 Jack, Jack, there's nobody called Jack in my church. <laughs> yes. When we were medical students, we had, you know, our drivers, we were living in uh, Legon and going for lectures in Kolebu every day. It still happens. One day, we had finished lectures, we were on the bus, the driver was on the bus, he wasn't moving for whatever reason. He was waiting for someone. Some of the staff members used to board the bus to drop somewhere. I wish and all those places. Those days we used to go through some. So, so, so we're there. And one of the Commonwealth guys stood up and shouted. At the, and these drivers were elderly men. They were like, uh, were like, like their children. He, from the back. Hey, Charlie, make you move the bus. Charlie, ah, why you delay? Make you move the bus. The elderly man. I remember his face. He actually, his, his, brother's daughter was even our mates. That is his, whatever you call it, his niece. 
he turned his face and said, who said, Charlie, make you move the bat? Everybody was quiet. We're not expecting the reaction. He stood up. said, I want you to know that there is no Charlie in the medical school. There is no Charlie. Don't just get a Charlie, make you move the bus. Who is your Charlie? There is no Jack in your church. There is no boss. There is no Eno. There is no Opana. Pastors, receive that anointing that makes you remember names. Look. I said, it's an anointing. How I know it is that Bishop has it in a very fantastic way. And I don't even have it. I don't have it. Like how Bishop Prince this morning said his daughters were talking about uh, Shatawale. He said he doesn't know. Is it uh, Chalewate or something? Is it Chalewate? You call Shatawale Chalewate. And you see, no, listen. That is why your member, in spite of how you preach, will easily walk away. Will easily walk away. Because all the years, he has never felt loved. That you don't know his name. So the other pastor who mentions his name properly becomes special to him. Jesus knew people's names. He knew names so much that sometimes he even changed people's names. And gave nicknames. So you are called Simon. I've changed your name to Peter. Names are important. If you want to be a good pastor, learn it today. Yes, learn it today. And remove those opener and uh, 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 opponents. Become a good shepherd. Another one. 35 old. 35. Remember I told you this morning that for it to be good, how many things must come together? Oh, I didn't hear you. I said, how many things must come together? All. Not most. Not majority of them. He said, all things. All things. All things work together for good. All. Including the ability to go before your own sheep and lead them out. John 10 verse 4. And when he put forth his own sheep, he goeth before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. A pastor must understand Look, the members who are in your church, they are following you. Yes. You are not just their pastor. You are leading them. Uh, uh, you, you are, see, they, they are behind you. Your life is an example. They are watching you. They are watching you. That's why the, the gospels about Jesus Christ are in red letters and black letters. 
we learn not only from the red letters, but also from the black letters. The red letters are the sayings of Jesus, and the black letters are the doings of Jesus. We learn this treatise, Acts 1.1, O Theophilus, I write of the things Jesus Christ began both to do and to teach. Your members are not only learning from your preachings. They are learning from your doings. They are watching your manner of life. Now every day your hand is on a woman's buttocks, squeezing small, small. You meet a man. Come. Hey, Ima, how are you? Beautiful. What a blessing. Good to see you. Is everything okay? Beautiful. Now, when do you meet a woman? Hey, Emilia, it's been a while. I've not been seeing you these days. How are things? Oh! Hey! You mean the back and the neck and what? The only place you could hit was. Stand up, let me hit small. Be pretty, I'm tired. Give me some feelings. As you are squeezing the bottles, the members are watching you. And for every buttock you squeeze, they will squeeze three. following you. Take them somewhere. Take them to a place of holiness. Take them to a place of righteousness. Take them to a place of service. Take them to a place of the anointing. They are following you. A good shepherd has the mind that my members are not just my preaching targets, but they are also following my example. Paul said, you have known my manner of life. You have known it. You have known it. You have known my manner of life. You have known my manner of life. As you are in the room and the choir leader or your singer is also with you um, cutting your toenails. Then the usher comes and says, oh, a place is time. When he comes, your leg is on the singer's right thigh and she's cutting your nails. You, the next time you go to the usher's house, three girls, one leg is on one, one leg is on another one and the two fingers are in one girl's hands. foolish man. Become a good shepherd by having the sheep recognize your voice. Let them know your voice. That is, apart from preaching on Sundays, let your members have a podcast and let your members listen to your voice. Let them buy messages. Create a filling station in the church 
these young boys who know laptop and uh, um, how to turn on the computer. Some of us, we don't even know how to turn the, the computer on or off. But our children, they know these things. Call your son. Give him a laptop. All those with phones, after child, come and get a message. Record your messages. Record it. Get a microphone. Let someone help you. Connect some wires. Let your members listen. Force them to know your voice. Because your voice is what they are going to follow. Force them. A good leader. You don't allow your members to detach themselves from your voice. I'm preaching. Become a good shepherd by being the door of the sheep. A door. Every head pastor is the door. John chapter 10 verse 7. And that that imposes a huge responsibility on you. Then Jesus said unto them, again, verily, verily, you don't have any idea what this means. I say unto you, I am the door. Gabagas and Delebosha. The people in your church, they walked through you. You are the door. In other words, if we go to a church, it is the pastor who determines the type of people in the church. If the door it's a slim door like this. If you go into the church, you only find slim girls and boys. Yes, because a fat man cannot squeeze through the door. The bigger the door, the variety, the more you see different sizes, different. Some of you, your ministry, you can never pastor a doctor. Yes. You can never pastor, you, you can't even pastor a rich man because you don't know how to relate with a rich man. To you, a rich man is somebody you collect money from. Begging, calling, texting, money. And the man after two, three years will depart from you because there's no rich man who has got free money. He is rich because he did not throw money away and he will not start it with you. If you go to a church and there's no lawyer in the church, there's no doctor in the church, there's no intelligent man, person in the church, the church is full of idiots and nincompoops. It means the pastor himself is a senior idiot because he, can, he, he cannot minister to intelligent minds. He cannot engage. I'm not saying he didn't go to university. I know pastors who couldn't go to school, but pastor professors. It's how you develop. The, any book you read, any book any book, any book, any book you read, any, what the, any macane you listen to, it widens the door. It widens. Some of you cannot relate with members who are older than you. All the pastors sitting here are older than me. This one, uh, Pastor Peter, older. 
they've all had their this one is short i don't know what is it's short so i can't tell whether he's old or he's young <laughs> all the pastors under me under me when i text them i say please Can somebody older than you serve under you? Because you, you, you even lack decorum. Plain, simple, social decorum. You cannot even relate with people. You talk by heart. Yeah. You talk by heart. I am the door. The type of members in the church. The different shades of people in the church are determined by the pastor. The pastor determines the complexion of the church. If you've not been to school, polish your English so that people like Wesley girls, lawyers, and these types of people can also sit in the church and will not be dodging bullets. As you speak, why not? They didn't came. And, 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 and when Peter see Jesus, he said, Peter, where are thou? Do, 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 look, me and pretty tree. You're a tree service. Well, we know that you are a tree man. And look, tree churches are bigger. Are these prophets on TV, it's not tree they are speaking. Why are you forcing to speak English? You won't develop yourself. Now what can brother? And John said, John said what? He said what? Uh, he said, and, and Jesus, and Jesus the Father, the Jesus the Father said uh, to, to, to John the Peter, and John the Peter said, with the, Who is John the Peter? What can tree and service? And I won't more Jesus said to the Peter. You are the door on Sunday when you go to church and you have got 18 members. You are the door. You could have allowed 20 more people to come through a crusade last week. But instead of watching, uh, having a crusade, you were at home watching EPL. You are the door. You determine the people sitting in your church. You said, Jesus Christ said, I am the door. If you see anybody in my church, that person came through me. Become a good shepherd by giving your life for the sheep. It talks about, how many of you want to be a good shepherd? A good shepherd. A good shepherd. Can I see your hand well? A good shepherd. Yes. A good shepherd. Some of pastors think their members are unintelligent, they are fools, and he's the only wise person. You know, immortal, invincible, only, only wise. Only wise. Your, your members, they see your sacrifices. 
and they see your unreadiness to give your life. They see you. How that you are in the church calling yourself a full-time pastor. Meanwhile, on Thursday and Friday and Tuesday evening, they see you in a cement shop. You have a shop, cement shop. You sit there. So they know that you have not given yourself to the ministry. So they also will not give themselves to God. He will be in the church and be going for festivals, pouring libation. He will be in the church. You will pray for him, but he has also got beads around his waist. Yes. My church member, she sent me a picture. She, did, she didn't send it. She, she brought it to my office. She said, this is what I've been telling you about. I said, what? Which woman is this? She said, this is the woman. It's my husband. She took a picture of her husband sleeping naked, lying on his stomach. A picture that, and on the waist were beads. Yellow, green, red, black, some Rastafarian. I don't know whether a, 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 a jar man. Yeah. He said that my husband is into idolatry. And so the man, like as I'm standing here, I'm wearing beads. Because they know that you, you are not committed. So he will come to church and in his office also, he's got some powder he has gone to get from a shrine in Harvey. Yes. A good shepherd, your members must see that, why am I preaching and sweating here? Why am I having this conference? I've seen my pastor preach from morning to night, giving his life. So it's not difficult at all for me to replicate what I've seen my shepherd do. If you don't give your life, your ministry will not do well. It is, it is, it is that bit that makes lay ministry queer. Because nothing works well till you've given your all. Paul said, give thyself holy. He told Timothy, give yourself fully. 415. Holy. That your profiting will appear. Pastor, when you go home, when you go back to your church, let your members see that you are sacrificing your life. When I went to the church, I was, I, 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 I was sent to pastor. I didn't have any keyboard. There was nothing. I, I had a keyboard in my house. I don't even know how it came to my house. It's about some four-octave keyboard. I took it. Took it to church. I t- told my wife that the carpet now. We, 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 we were young medical students. I took the carpet on Sunday. The carpet from my house is in front. There was nothing I had that was needed by the church that I did not give it, including myself. Will you be surprised, therefore, that a member will also bring his speakers, will bring his microphone, will bring his whatever. When they see your sacrifice, they also sacrifice maximum. One of the ladies serving the pastors there. The leader of the ladies there. She can't even walk. She's got, I'm sure, some plantar fasciitis or something. Last night, I was in my car. I saw her. Walking like, like, like 
Atalante. Oh, sorry. We had a washman when we were children. We called Atalante. That's how he used to walk. Beautiful young girl. So I called. I said, what is up? I said, you know, I told you about my souls. I said, wow, I forgot. I said, you know what? Tomorrow, don't come. Hand over the work. I said, because you need to rest your soul. I said, you're asking me to rest? Are you not the one who crawled to church to come and preach? How come when it is my turn, I should take my souls home? Are you in the church? When they see your sacrifice, go, go around and see. Lighthouse pastor. Some of, some, some, there are some lay pastors. You have to be told they are lay pastors. In fact, I was with a lay pastor on Sunday. A first lovely pastor. I, it, it, it just came out of my mouth. Italy, will I see you on the course on Monday? Uh, tomorrow? Just a Sunday. So, will I, so I've got a meeting and so on. Then I remember that I was even talking to a lay pastor. Because at 2 a.m. Monday morning, we were in the office. Because they see their pastor. They are watching you. Actually, that word, that word, a good shepherd giveth his life. Why is that? John, what? what? Ten. That word, life, actually, in the, in the original Greek, it's heart. It's not life as in the life. It, it is actually, the, the origin of that word, life, is heart. A good shepherd, his heart is in the ministry. A good pastor, his heart is not with business. His heart is not with politics. His heart is not with soccer. His heart is with the church. The heart. Of course, when you give your heart, you're giving your life. There are pastors you can tell. Maybe tomorrow, if the Lord wills, I'm going to talk about Numbers and numbering. You don't even know how many sheep you have. Because really, really, I mean, you don't even, even, even the subject of church growth, that a church growing, it's not on your mind. It's not on your mind at all. I mean, for you, you are just a pastor. You are a maintenance pastor. The church's existence is what is on your mind. Has the church closed down? No. We'll leave it on Sunday. Yes. That's all. But there is such a subject as the growing, the growth of the church. Somebody has analyzed church work and has come to a conclusion that it is not on pastor's minds. So he writes a book and calls it growth of the church. It is as different from the existence of a church as a banana is different from a jaguar. You may be a pastor for 30 years. There are pastors in Lighthouse who don't, are not even bothered about the growth of the church. Because the truth is that your heart is not in it. You are a lay pastor, but your heart is in business and money and doing courses and traveling to Egypt, from Egypt to Toronto, from Toronto to Jerusalem, Jerusalem to Niger, and then back to Cape Town. Roaming about. But when the ministry is on your heart, 
If the members are on your heart, they will, they will not, that lady told me, she said, but were you not the one who came to, you've been preaching to us when you were sick. We see that you are sick. We see that you are sick. We see you can't walk well. I, I, I walk like, I, I, just, I, I walk like, as if I'm a girl. Just to balance the tissues. If you see me sometimes coming to church, you may think I'm a homosexual. I'm telling you. I mean, the, the way I walk. Hey. How about, hey, hey, hey. Kojo Besia, so now, I am software here. Kojo Besia. I'm not Kojo Besia. I am Kojo Benin. Give your life. Turn to your neighbor and tell the person, give your heart. Put your heart in it. You have the title, but where is your heart? There's a pastor here who is so discouraged. Just before you came for Art of Shepherding Conference, you planned to give up the ministry. But I see God injecting you with a new bolus of energy. I said, a new bolus of energy. Receive it now. You won't give up. You will finish your course. You will run your race. When you die, we'll put your collar on your coffin. We'll put your cross on your coffin. You will die as a pastor. You will die as a minister. You will die as a servant of God. Receive it now. Become a good shepherd by acting as the owner of the sheep. I told you, I told you on, on Tuesday, a really good shepherd, you own the sheep. Forget about what the, lo- the world will say. You own them. My members belong to me. Yes, they belong to me. As the porter here, I have full responsibility for them. If I must visit them, I will not wait. I will not say that they, they, they belong to Bishop Dag, so he should go and visit them. I am responsible. Ah, but if you travel to Europe, in Europe, the children who came from in between the legs of the women, they don't belong to them. They belong to the state. If you like, slap your child and see. If you are a man, slap your child. You will know that the children don't belong to you. So you can give birth, but the, the children are not. You can do outreach, but the children belong to somebody else. I can go for a crusade. When I bring the children home, the children belong to Bishop Dagwood Mills. But I am responsible for them. A sense of ownership is what makes me sweat when I'm preaching to them. I said you can get pregnant for nine months and give birth if you live in the UK. The children belong the state. We do welfare. <laughs> and you must teach your, your branch pastors that they went for outreach, they did soul to soul, person to person, but the members don't belong to them. The members belong to you, the founder, the head pastor. Yes. You can get pregnant and give birth, but the mem- the, 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 your children, as they are in your house, they belong to the state. They're not yours. 
but still have a sense of ownership. Put them on your back, take them to school. Put them, you will say that the Queen of England should come and take them to school. Become a good shepherd by noticing when the sheep are in danger. John 10, verse 12. Next, the next verse. But he that is an hireling and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming. Hey! See, you see, they are, they, are, they are contrasting a hireling and a real shepherd. But what is common between the hireling and the real shepherd is that both of them see the wolf coming. Except that one will run away. A pastor, a shepherd, must have the ability. You see, you should relate with your members. Actually, if, if you allow me, we can go to the next point. And then um, the next point. It says, become a good shepherd by knowing your sheep intimately. John 10 verse 14. John 10 verse 14. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and I'm known of mine. Jump to verse 27. John 10, 27. I'm ending now. John 10, 27. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. You see, if you know your members very, and the word is intimate, not smooching them, not squeezing their buttocks, or rubbing your chest against their breasts. You can know someone intimately without rubbing your chest against her breasts. Seeing how pointed the nipples are. Is it like a pin? Or a pen? Know them. When Jesus in John 4 sat with the woman at the well, by the time he left the woman, he knew everything about the woman. Know your... You see, you can... Yesterday, I saw a member on the stage, on, on, on the steps. One sentence, a reply, the face told me that this person is not happy. Because I know her. A good shepherd, you should be able to know as you are preaching that a member is disturbed. There's a way somebody can look at your face, but his mind is at Makola Market. Know your members. That's how come I was able to see that my church member is not working well. I know how she works. I know her gates. I know how if, if she works like this. I am interested even in the movement of her legs. To the point where I can see that even she has got pain. Yes. You are with your members. As, 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 as she is in the choir, singing, Sunday morning, 6.45 a.m., as she is singing in the choir, as she is standing there, she is leaking spams. She is leaking spams because at 2 a.m., a, a, a Lebanese boy Lebanese boy was sleeping with her. She has come to church, leaking. 
and you don't know. And when you can say, wow, I feel some anointing in the presence of God. And so on. You don't, yes, you don't know. The lead singer is bleeding from some abortion she has done. That that boy who was leading praise and worship, the reason why he was able to, he was dancing, was that the waist is now free. <laughs> the waist is free. It's not that he loves God, though. He's rejoicing from some downloading he has downloaded. But you, the pastor, you cannot tell. But not my Jesus. Receive word of knowledge. Yeah. No. Normally, you talk at meetings. But you are quiet today. Come. What's wrong with you? What's, what's happening to you? What's happening to you? That's a good shepherd. <laughs> that is how Peter decided that even though some disciples were leaving, he was never going to leave. Yeah, see, a pastor should be ready for the leaving, for the departing of disciples. But Peter said, I have nowhere to go. Yeah. I've known your voice so much that it is your words that keep me. I'm intimately related. So to whom shall we go? May your members come to a place where no pastor, no prophet, even if Benihin comes to start a church next door, you are the one they know. That is how come Paul could tell Philemon that don't, don't, don't push me. Otherwise, I will tell you how you yourself, you owe your life to me. You owe your life to me. The, 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 the investments, the time you spent talking about the marriage, a pastor, your members are married, you should sit down and talk. One day I have, got, I have an arrangement with one of my members because she quarrels with the husband. So the arrangement is that now, if there's any quarrel, she should direct the quarrel to me. So I'll be there and I'll receive about 20 text messages. <laughs> quarrel. I'll say, okay, on Sunday, when I come, I'm going to meet the two of you. That she would download. When she's sending the text, not one or two, 20, 30, 17. Problems. And I'll be talking, I'll call the husband, I'll text, I'll ask her, can I send these texts to your husband? Say, send them and add more. <laughs> Where should they go? we are here. Because the church is not heaven. The church is actually a clinic. The church is a clinic. Yes. That's what the Bible talks about. Jesus Christ being the shepherd of our souls. That Hebrews 13 17, we pastors will give an account because we are supposed to care for your soul. Our souls are sick. The church is called soul clinic. The church is a place where sick people come. And a pastor should not shield people away. A real pastor should not shield people away. I told my wife, I said, I, I, I am anointed to care for them. I am anointed to care for them. There's an anointing on me to care for them. Yes. Because you will not understand. You, you cannot understand. 
because we are sick, including you, the pastor. I told you yesterday that a shepherd is not a special person. Number 16, verse 9. You, you said, it seems like a small thing that the Lord will bring you out of the congregation. Every shepherd standing in front was once upon a time a sheep sitting down that God selected and brought out. A shepherd is also a sheep with problems, only that God has just given him the grace to shepherd sheep. When do we see nice girls, we see them. When do we see buttocks, we don't see bones. Relate with the members. Relate with the sick. Because you also, you are sick. We are all in the hospital. Even in school. When I was in class five, I wrote the common entrance and I passed. So class six, my mother said she didn't have money. My father was dead. There was no money. So I had to repeat class six. Even though I had passed to Van Spain. So I saved again class six and wrote. So for the class six, I was not even a student. The teacher made me the teaching assistant. Yes, I was a teacher. The questions, I was the one who would write the questions on the board, supervise them, those who get below five or six or so over ten. I whipped them. I was beating. Wait, I'm telling you. Truth. We are all going to write the exam, but one of them can be put above them. You are not special, pastor. See yourself as somebody with weaknesses, with frailties, so that if you are touched by the infirmities of the member, you, you can feel. That's why Christ came to the earth. So he can know what it means not to have accommodation. So, I think it's, it's okay. Tomorrow I'm going into, um, yeah, this is, this is a very good one. Become a good shepherd by having other sheep in other folds. Yes, John 10, 16. Go there, let's see. John 10, 16. And other sheep I have. Not other goats. Other sheep I have. Which are not of this fold. Then also I must bring. Now, there are many ways you can look at this verse. But one of them is that a pastor, a head pastor, should have other sheep in other folds. A head pastor of a church must have other branches, other sheep. Let us say that tonight, Bishop Doug is at... uh, Collegonal preaching or Kodesh preaching. As he's standing there, he knows that he's got other sheep in Bamako. We are here as other sheep. A real pastor, you see, a pastor of a church, head pastors, can I give you a vision for your life? Can I give you a vision? Believe God, like our brother said, to have branches of your church. Do you have branches now? How many branches do you have? Three branches. When you came for the conference, did you have branches? No branch. His church was the only branch. Have you seen a tree without branches? That's a golf club. A proper tree has branches. A proper tree has branches. 
so that you can also say with Christ that other sheep I have, other sheep I have who are not of this fold. Every head pastor here is receiving that grace on Lighthouse Supple International. That, that moved from one single little church branch somewhere and it's now over 3,000 churches. May one drop of it fall on your head for 200 branches. Receive it now. Yes, because your ministry is a light. And Jesus said, no man in his right mind lights a candle and puts it under a basket or a bushel or a bucket. When your light, your candle is under a bucket, it is still burning. But if you are in your right mind, you will not put it under a bucket. You will not isolate your ministry in one corner of a town. But Jesus said, rather, when you light your candle, you put it on a candlestick that it shines its light for all to see. May everybody in this world experience the ministry God has given you. May everybody in this world, may your light not be under a bushel. May your light be on a candlestick. When we go to Nigeria, may we see your churches. When we go to Kwando, may we see your branch. When we go to Takradi, may we see your branch. When we go to Tema, may we see your branch. Because neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel. But on a candlestick. That is why you are not allowed to light up just the corner of Ashie. Make sure your light is in Madina. Your light is at Legon. Your light is at Oponglo. Your light is at Kolegono. A pastor, believe God from today that your church, your church will have branches. And to have branches, you will need to have understand that many people are called also. But right now, an anointing for raising pastors, an anointing for raising sons, an anointing for raising doorkeepers, and an anointing for raising porters is coming upon you. A year by this time, you will also say that you have three branches. You have six branches. Other sheep. Other sheep. Other sheep. They are sheep. They are not goats. They are sheep. They are baptized. They are born again. Other sheep I have. They are not in the Adenta fold. Them also I must bring. That also brings us to a good point. That a good leader gathers all his sheep in one place to speak to them. A day will come when you are meeting your members, you will need a stadium to meet them. I said, them also I must bring. It's also a type of ministry where your members come on buses from Amrahia, from Amanokrom, from Ekropong, from Tema, from Bekwai, from Kumasi, other sheep. Receive the branching anointing. Receive the branching anointing. There's a little guy here. You are not even a pastor yet. But that grace is finding you. That you will not be a pastor of one church. But you'll be a pastor of a thousand churches. It may happen in 10 years. It may happen in 20 years. But you are receiving it now. Lift your two hands. Lift your two hands. Lift your two hands. And speak to God. 
God, make me a good shepherd. Lord, make me a good shepherd. Make me a good shepherd. Make me a good shepherd. Whatever it takes to be a good shepherd. Melola. Melola la basaze zaboza. Yes, pray. Whatever God puts into your heart for your ministry, pray about it. What tree is a tree without branches? My God, my God, my God. Somebody here is receiving a new grace, a new mantle, a new ability. I don't know who that person is. But receive it for yourself. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. We bless you. In Jesus' precious name.